Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Tanya. <laughs> I'm going to actually roll with that. Hi, Kat. <laughs> and this is our first recording of the day. Oh, my god! slap happy already. How about you? Yeah, you know, um, yeah. Sometimes what the our listeners don't know is how much jibber-jabber we do ahead of the recording. Yeah. Because... Uh, we were filling each other's ears. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing most of that wasn't on recording. I know, I know. And <laughs> most of the time, it's not always appropriate. I know, but it is always entertaining. It's always good, though, if you have a friend that you can just catch up with all the goods and the neutrals and the challenges you've had each day. It is, and especially when your friend is a receptive listener and or, you know, maybe feels some similar things like we've got mom in common, we've got business in common, we've got, you know, so many things in common that it also makes it kind of easy for us to always just go back and forth and share information. (sighs) And there's that. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about Reiki, and I am very excited to talk about Reiki because I have done three Reiki trainings. I've done one with our friend Lynn in Detroit. That was a level one and two, and then I did my level one and two with you, and I loved them. And you know what? If you come down to the studio and do level one and two again, I'm going to take it again. Uh-huh. I love that. <laughs> I just love I, it's. You learn something different every single time, and every time something's presented differently. But I love it. So, do you mind telling? I mean, most people have heard of Reiki now. It's becoming more mainstream, like, you know, for the longest time, no one heard of yoga, but can you tell our listeners a little bit about what it is? Yeah, I mean, for sure. So Reiki is an alternative healing method that is used. I am now hearing about it actually in the local hospital in Mayo Clinic. They actually have Reiki providers on staff, Mm -hmm. right? Like you say, it is becoming more readily accepted. Mm -hmm. It is becoming more mainstream. People have heard of it more often. You know, I still run into people who are like, what's Reiki? Like, I've never heard of that before. You know, great to be able to share that knowledge with people. But yes, So from an actual, let's go down true defining, like Reiki is a Japanese word. It is broken into two halves, Rei and Ki, and Rei being God's wisdom or your higher power and Ki being life force or life energy. Like you think of Qigong, the Qi Mm -hmm. in Qigong is life force. In yoga, prana, prana is life force. And in Reiki, the Ki, the Ki is life force. So yeah, I mean, Reiki in and of itself is pretty much defined as like a spiritually guided life force energy. Mm -hmm. And we use Reiki in, you know, the form of energy medicine 
to help people rebuild their aura, to mm -hmm. realign their energy. You think about how many times you talk with somebody and you get responses like, I'm so exhausted, or I just can't get past this, you know, these habits of mine, or I just am living with this chronic pain, right? All of these things that are locked up in the body and mm -hmm. Reiki is just another form of energy medicine that helps us, you know, work through whatever is going on, whether it's mental, physical, emotional in the body, as opposed to, you know, needing that first line of, you know, we'll say pharmaceuticals or Western medicine. Mm -hmm. It's not the end all cure all, but it can be if you allow it to be, if you use it in that fashion, but it doesn't eliminate the need for Western medicine. I'm not here to say, gosh, you know, if you broke a bone, come to me and I'll, you know, wave my hands over it and make it better. Like, <laughs> oh, you probably should go and get it casted, treat it the way it needs to be treated. And then afterwards, I can help you rebalance the energy through the scar tissue. Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, and I do love that so many hospitals now are recognizing this. You mentioned Mayo Clinic has Reiki. Also, the Cleveland Cleveland mm -hmm. Clinic's um, Cancer Center has mm -hmm. Reiki practitioners that aid that go along with their traditional therapy. So, you know, there's so many things it can do. And if you think about how everything is made of energy, you know, it makes perfect sense how it works. When I first heard the term Reiki, I really had no clue. There was a lady at a studio that I used to work at a long time ago that did Reiki. And I thought it was just some kind of massage. I had no clue what it is. So have you had people come to you since you do teach Reiki trainings and you also give Reiki sessions. Have you had people assuming it's a massage? I have. I actually just had this conversation with a potential client the other day who had texted me and said, I'm looking for a Reiki massage appointment. And I was like, before we book this, I need to be clear with you. And I'm like, because if you're looking for massage, you will be disappointed. Now, if you're looking for energy healing and working through, you know, whatever emotional trauma or physical discomfort in that fashion, disease care, preventative medicine, then we can talk about it. But if you're looking for me to give you a deep tissue massage, you're going to be grossly disappointed because yeah. I do not do deep tissue massage. I'm not certified to do a deep tissue massage and you would be very disappointed. Mm -hmm. So he was like, well, thank you for your honesty. And he's like, I'm actually looking for what you provide. I mm -hmm. really am not looking for a massage. I thought they were combined. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm actually looking for energy medicine and energy healing. So as it was, it worked out fantastic. But yes, mm -hmm. I did have to help differentiate the two. Mm -hmm. So people ask, how does Reiki work? Like, right? Like, okay, if, if you're going to just wave your hands over me, how does it actually work? Right? So by using hands, mantras, blessings, symbols, what we're doing is by power in belief, right, where two or more are gathered, mm -hmm. we are using the strength of our own, which you always tell us this, your mind is a powerful tool. We are mm -hmm. using the power of our own mind and intuition to help 
heal in the form of knowledge that I am not the healer, I am simply the conduit, and that where the two of us gather our energy guideposts, that then the healing can happen, right? It's a transference mm -hmm. of energy, it's a release of energy. And in in the power of belief, many things can happen, right? Mm -hmm. You think about the effect of placebo effect, right? If a person believes they're going to be healed, they're more likely to be healed than the person who doesn't believe they can be healed. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's basic knowledge. Even uh, amongst our journeys, when it came to, you know, our cancer journeys or our medical issues, like as as those diagnoses came along, the first time you hear the big C word, you're like, Whoa, I'm dead, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. then it takes you a minute. Absolutely. To go, okay, I'm not. I'm <laughs> okay. Going it takes it takes more than a minute. It takes more than a minute. <laughs> okay. It takes more than a minute, but you get what I'm driving yeah. at. And then once you get to the other side of that, then you're more able to begin to, you know, set aside and say, okay, I can manage, I can move through this, I can find healing, and I will be okay. And then you tend towards that. But if you stay in that mindset of I, I'm, I'm screwed, I'm gonna die, <laughs> you're more likely to mm -hmm. not get healthy again. So, mm -hmm. so how does Reiki actually affect a person? Like, right? So everybody's like, well, okay, is this magic? I'm like, no, it's not magic. But just like a massage, once you lay down and you begin the process and you start accepting the possibility of healing and you allow that to settle within your cells, that communication that begins to happen in the body is pretty fantastic and pretty amazing that by the time you do sit up after a Reiki session, it does feel as good as having had a massage. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you feel energetically different and you're like, whoa, like what happened? Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was crazy. What, what did happen? Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's the beauty of it because we can reduce stress. We can increase positive hormones in the body. We can help your energy from a physical standpoint and stamina. We can work on your mental difficulties, we'll say, decreasing anxiety, improving serotonin and helping, you know, your levels of depression. Like there is so much that we can do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming when you have a new client lay down and they come in saying, well, I, I just think I need more energy. And the minute you start the session, you're like scratching your head because you could literally work on 18 parts of their body. Mm -hmm. And you're like, um, no, girlfriend, what's, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's my priority here? Like, because I don't, I can't possibly work on all 18 parts in right. one session. So then you kind of have to do a little bit of dissecting. And that's where the work of your, we'll say Reiki guides for now. I'm not going to go too far into that. That's all part of Reiki training and stuff. But mm -hmm. yeah. And so... Let's talk about a session. You've had a session okay. with me. You've mm -hmm. had you've had an in-person session with me and you've had a Zoom session with me. I've had two Zoom sessions with you. Yeah. So yeah. how does it go? What does happen during a session? I I actually loved both of my sessions. And you know, I have to say I liked my distance sessions better. 
<laughs> I you really, know, really you know did. Why that was? You could not settle down for your in-person session. Yeah. We were trying to pack <clears throat> way too much into that weekend, and it was just not. I buy that. I buy that. But no, it was very nice just to come in and get very comfortable and feel safe and feel grounded and feel at peace. And knowing that, you know, you all, I, because I've done the training, so I know what you're doing as I have my eyes closed. But for me, with my eyes closed, I'm mostly just trying to sense what you're doing or not even trying. I just sense what you're doing. And I have to say, one of my favorite things is the very first session I ever had with you is a distance session. And you, you always take notes like, you know, most people do. They'll take notes if they want to make sure they mention something or if there's a sticky point or something. Something, but I remember when you said, now you're going to feel my hand on your right shoulder. And I felt so much pressure on my left shoulder. I was like, huh, all right, whatever. And then as we were going through, you asked if there was, I remember, I don't remember how we got to that, but you said, so was there anything where I said, yeah, when you said that you had put pressure on my right shoulder, I felt it really strong on my left. And you held up your paper and showed me and you said, I said, I said, right, but I meant left and I pressed on the left and it was so <laughs> So weird. And I was like, <laughs> wow, it is magic. <laughs> It was so funny because I don't know if I was just in my head about the direction you were laying on the floor and I had my rights and my lefts kind of all mm -hmm. backwards. And so it was so funny because immediately when I said right, I was like, Tanya, that's her left. But I didn't say anything. Like I just, in my head, I, mm -hmm. I was like, you said it wrong, you know, kind of thing. And I just let it go figuring that was going to be, you know, just a, one of those things. And mm -hmm. so it was funny that you totally picked up on that because I was like, mm -hmm. I said it wrong. <laughs> well, but for me, because it was my first ever distance session, it made because I it really was hard for me to grasp the concept of how I could be sitting here in Knoxville or laying in Knoxville and you're watching me via Zoom in Minnesota. I, I really couldn't wrap my hands around how can, how can this really work? Because I'm picturing how is this massage going to work? when she's that far away. So it was kind of neat that that happened because it was like, wow. Because, you know, in your mind, sometimes you manifest what you think should be happening. Okay, she said she's pressing on my right. I feel it. I feel it. You know, so it was kind of neat. Yeah, I do love when I do distance healing via Zoom when people are have those aha, like, oh, my gosh, I actually feel that. Why do I feel that? <laughs> you know, and I, do, I do think it's fun. I just had that experience actually just the other day. And I, I do love that. I mean, I love it as much as I love being in person, but I do mm -hmm. think it's fun, especially if the person you're doing it with on Zoom has never had a Reiki session before. And so to have them both enamored by the fact that they can feel it many miles apart, but then also be like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is legit. Like, right. Mm -hmm. So I do love uh, that. And I have to say, I really liked that, you know, not only did you want me to be in a comfortable position and have blankets and have my feet warm and have my legs on bolsters or whatever would make me comfortable, but you also said, make sure your phone is turned off, you know, and, or on airplane mode, because you know, 
it's hard, especially if you are laying in a room with your phone. So I that if if anyone does decide to hit Tanya up and want a session, I'm sure she'll tell you the exact same thing. And that's it helps keep your mind where it's supposed to be if you don't have the outside influences. So, you know, if I had not told my husband, please don't do the Tinkerbell dance running up and down the hall, you know, because <laughs> if he was doing that, I would not have been able to focus as well. So just to make sure you, you know, are in a nice, quiet place yeah. where you're really comfortable. Do you have music playing? I I don't remember us having any music. Mm -mm. I did not have any music playing because most of the time I tend to do a little bit of talking. And so if I'm doing a little bit of talking, I want to be able to, you know, have the feedback or get the feedback from, you know, whoever I'm Zooming with, right? The thing that I find most entertaining when doing Zoom sessions, even though a person is, you know, very quiet and has found a quiet place and you know, maybe they have set themselves aside and they've got their phone all turned off or whatever it is, how often animals come because Mm -hmm. animals gravitate towards that light energy, Mm -hmm. like they gravitate to it. And they're just like, wait, what's happening? (laughs) Why is my why is my owner glowing right now? Like, right, like they just Mm -hmm. gravitate, whether it's cats, dogs, like it's just it's fun. So I'm always just like, oh, look, all the fur babies come to help. Right. You know, one thing that we haven't talked about as far as distance goes, though, is we've talked about you doing Zoom, but we've done distance healing where the person's not on Zoom. You just designate a time and have them, you know, lie down at that time. And that's when you send the Reiki. Yeah. And that is very interesting to me how that works. Yeah. I've even done it where I've done the Reiki session for distance healing and we set a time and space and I for whatever reason just had a feeling that this person was getting too busy and they were going to forget about it Mm -hmm. and so I sent him a message and I was like are you going to be able to lay down at eight o'clock tonight like we had agreed so you can receive the Reiki and they're like I'm actually not and Mm -hmm. we changed the time so I sat down and I re-Reiki'd but I just re-Reiki'd the time and the date to change it, even though I had already done the session and they laid down a day and a half later and it still arrived. Wow. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay. So back to the question, what happens during a Reiki session? It depends on how much you want, how much you need. You can do it where there is no hands applied, depending on how you feel about hands on right now. You can do it where you rest hands on the body. I ask most of my clients if they're okay with me placing my hands on them. Most of them are. And there is a time of like laying of hands, right? And maybe it is in a specific order. Maybe it is only for a specific thing. So like if I have new students, usually new students, I'm generally kind of just keeping it fairly generic, going straight down the midline of Mm -hmm. the body, just checking for imbalances or flow that isn't working great. But if I have clients who I've been seeing for a time, like I ask them when they come in, are we going to keep going down the path we're going? Or are you ready to dive into A, B, or C? Do you, What do you want me to work on today? And then I help guide them mm-hmm. into what really is 
the priority for today. So, I mean, it depends on, you know, who it is and what they're needing, right? Mm -hmm. But then, you know, the next question is that we get is, what does it feel like? So Mm -hmm. the recipient, what does it feel like? So you offered, you know, this during distance that you could actually feel the pressure of my hand. Well, in together, Mm -hmm. like, obviously, you're going to feel the pressure of my hand because my hand Mm -hmm. is on you, right? Right. And definitely feel the warmth of your hand. That's what's that's what's really crazy because and so that's another reason I probably did not enjoy the in person because every time I would feel something I'm talking to you the whole time too going okay are your hands right above my eyes okay now are you <laughs> so but it's kind of nice to be able to communicate that you are feeling it where that person is too yeah. And so I have clients now who tell me, oh, gosh, well, it totally feels like there's tingling or they feel, you know, different sensations like I've had. I was doing some specific work on someone's heart chakra and they're like, oh, my gosh, it literally feels like you're trying to tug that crap out and Mm -hmm. you know and I was like you know at any point in time you can tell me when to stop and they're like no like I want it out like get it out Mm -hmm. you know kind of thing so it's all just dependent on again how receptive the person is in as to what level you can take that care to but ultimately a client is going to come away feeling different Mm -hmm. feeling changed yeah so when you're when you have a brand new client do you kind of and, and I know how we do it. But I'm curious, do you ever think in terms of chakras, like working down their body? I mean, because I go points, but I don't really, and I guess I do follow the chakras down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So usually if it's a new client, that's kind of the basis for which I start is to go through the chakras because the chakras will give you just a very good snapshot of where things are off or imbalanced. And it's an easy way to begin that investigation, especially if the client comes in and says, I've been told I need Reiki. <laughs> okay. I love your face. <laughs> I've been told I need Reiki and I'm here. So, okay. Yep. And do so me. you're do like, me. right. And you're like, okay, <laughs> do you know why they told you that? Like, are you going to give me some indication? And, you know, I have a waiver that I have people fill out and especially new clients, I have them fill out the waiver and then I take the waiver and I turn it away from me. I don't want to look at it just yet mm-hmm. because I feel like sometimes if I look at it, then I get stuck on the the things they put on the waiver, which might not actually be the priority. I'd rather let the energy tell me where to go. And mm-hmm. if it matches what's on the sheet, you'll be surprised at the end, right? But more often than not, you'll hit on something and they're like, how did you know that? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a magician. I'm not. It just, it is coming out of your body. Mm-hmm. Like if, if a person could like literally put a, a subtle body scan on and like emanate, oh, hi, this emotion is anger. Like that's literally what comes out mm-hmm. is you're like, this seems like a very angry spot in your body, or this seems like a very sad spot in your body or, you know, and people are like, how did you even know that? Like, how did you know that hurt? Or how did you know? And I'm, it's like, it's not me. Like, it's yeah. I'm, I'm being guided there, but that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
Tanya, can you tell tell me what attunement means? So yeah, an attunement is done generally when a student is getting their training for Reiki one, two, three, or mm-hmm. master. And what it is is it's essentially we'll say opening the gateways right for your Reiki practice. Mm-hmm. Now there are attunements you can do for healing that is specifically attuning to invite healing for specific things. So mm-hmm. say that you do have a person who is working through a cancer diagnosis, you can do repetitive healing attunements as opposed to a Reiki session, or maybe you do a combined Reiki session with an attunement mm-hmm. to try and make the effect more powerful. Mm -hmm. Attunements can be done in hospice care bedside as the person is getting close to passing to help make that passing more smooth, more painless, you know, and to help soothe the family, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, what about aura? Aura. Well, everybody's got aura, right? Mm -hmm. Now, What what color is my aura today? Do you want to know? I do. Okay. It's wavering between red and purple. Ooh, what does that mean? Well, that's actually both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, that's root and crown. Okay. Anyway, sorry. So (laughs) (laughs) we got to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So, So, um, and people are like, can you actually see that? And I'm like, well, I do have to close my eyes. I don't, I am not lucky enough that I see it as it walks towards me kind of thing. But I can, if I close my eyes and I think about the person, then I can be like, oh yeah, they're definitely emanating this, that, or the other thing, right? But auras is really, you think about it as, you know, what's the energy that precedes you when you walk in the room? And easy way to describe this is like, if you had a crappy day and you just drive home and you're all grumpy and you throw open the door and you're ready for another fight, Mm -hmm. the aura that precedes you is also angry, right? And people can feel that. And this is why when you walk in the room all angry, and you're like, oh, why is this kitchen messy and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, everybody in the room is like, well, what the hell is your problem? (laughs) Right. And all of a sudden, you just bled this icky aura all over people. And unfortunately, if their aura isn't tight and strong, it's going to seep right into theirs as opposed to bouncing off of them. So Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do in Reiki is build the strength of our aura to really, you know, keep us both protected, but also so shiny. Well, so this as as for you as a practitioner, this can kind of help you see where that person's maybe their health and their mental state, their emotional state is as they're walking into the room. Is that Oh kind yeah, of, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But also before I finish every session, I make sure to take time to charge a person's aura and, you know, make sure that all of the work we've done, we've refilled them back up with positive energy before we let them go. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me what a Celtic weave is? Yes. So we use Celtic weaving in a couple different ways. We use Celtic weaving either over specific body parts that we're noticing just a really big divot in energy. We use Celtic weaving to help heal that space or to, you know, rejuvenate that area or fill it back up with positive energy for healing. But we also use that Celtic weave when we're talking about the aura. And at the end, when we're working on sealing the aura, we can use that Celtic weave almost like we're trying to re-sew the mesh of their aura just to make it stronger, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about Gasho? 
Gasho. Gasho is bringing in the light, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gasho is like starting the whole process. And mm-hmm. most Reiki providers will start with Gasho inviting in the light at the beginning. If you take a session with me, you will hear me do this initial opening, inviting in, mm-hmm. you know, all of the good energy around us, the universal love and light, you know, whatever angels and guides want to join us. Like you will hear mm-hmm. me like openly invite them in and I will call out your name and be specific that this is for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's see. What about Chi? So Chi is back to sort of the beginning where we were talking about Reiki. The K-I mm-hmm. is the Japanese for the equivalent of the Chi, which is Chinese for mm-hmm. life force, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really the basic building blocks of who we are spiritually, physically, mentally. It's like the center of the soul, right? Mm-hmm. But I think I want to bring up just a couple other quick little points about Reiki and then we should go into some book recommendations because I think you have some books I've got lots of books possibilities for people who want to have a Reiki session like check out who's around you for whether it's in-person Reiki sessions hook me up look me up whatever you want to do check Mm -hmm. me out if you want to do a distance session it's super easy just you know get on my webpage and sign up for a time slot and I will send you a zoom link and i actually love doing my zoom reiki mm-hmm. with all my little tennessee people because <laughs> i mm-hmm. i have you know a few of you now that like yeah, to you do, do. zoom sessions with me so that's a groovy thing about it is is beyond just doing Reiki sessions for yourself is also learning Reiki. And you'll note like when you take your own Reiki and you get your first couple of attunements, how different you see energy and how differently you can receive energetic healing. Mm -hmm. It's because you've already got that opening. Those gateways have been opened. So for people who are feeling tentative about it, actually learning Reiki is really cool because it will help you push away pain and anxiety and negative emotions. It'll help you to experience more joy and assisting on your health journey, your Mm -hmm. wellness journey, really. And it just in general fills you up with contentment. Mm -hmm. You generally always leave a Reiki session feeling leaps and bounds Mm -hmm. better. Yeah, Um, I completely agree because it also helps uh, promote detoxing. It helps with uh, relieve pain. And it's one of the reasons why a lot of people on chemo and at the heart hospital use this. It helps with digestion and sleep. It helps with so many, so many wonderful things. So I think for people, if they don't know what it is, it's definitely worth a try just to get out there and give it a go and see if it's something that helps you. We're always trying to find different little tools that can help you have a better life. And I think Reiki is definitely one. 100% agree with that. You have some books you want to share? I do. My favorite book, I got several all at the same time when I first started doing Reiki. And this one is called Reiki Healing Handbook by Natalie Jasper and Helena Goldstein. And it's how to activate energy healing. And so that one I like a whole lot. I also like Reiki Healing 
for Beginners by Karen Frazier. And that's Frazier, F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And then probably my favorite one, I guess, well, I, the first one I do like a lot, but my favorite one to read, because I got it first, and you can see all my little tabs on the sides. It's all tabbed up. The Art of Psychic Reiki by Lisa Champion. And I just really really fell into this one and i bought it on a whim just because i like the cover art (laughs) (laughs) it does have a very pretty picture (laughs) it's got a pretty picture so one of my favorites is reiki for life Mm -hmm. by penelope quest so get yourself some energy healing folks perfect i'm kat khan and i am tanya rice and this is two pittas on a pod signing off thank you for listening to two pittas on a pod We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.